The Lucas chase for the championship format was not super well received initially, but so far it's been kind of meaningless. We'll talk about that plus weekend results and a whole lot more. Let's go. It's Monday, July 3rd. I'm Justin Fiedler. This is Dirt Tracker Daily. Since tomorrow is the 4th, I figured we could do a little discount code for Dirt Tracker merch if you are interested. Use code FIRECRACKER at checkout at shop.dirttracker.com to get 20% off your order. It's good on everything in the shop right now. That includes hats, shirts, stickers, koozies. Uh, you will also still get free shipping on orders, uh, $20 and over uh, if you are in the U.S. It also includes, uh, you get free shipping on all sticker orders. So if you just want to order a couple of stickers, you're going to get free shipping as well. That code will only be good until Tuesday night at midnight, so take advantage while you can. Uh, that's code FIRECRACKER at checkout at shop.dirttracker.com for 20% off. I will start this week off with the Lucas Oil Lay Model Dirt Series. Ricky Thornton Jr., your, your winner yet again at Muskegon County. He won his prelim feature on Friday night, started fourth in the big show on Saturday, took the lead from Brandon Overton just before halfway, and that was it. Win number 12 on the season, another $30,000 payday. In just Lucas competition this year, RTJ has now racked up almost $283,000 in winnings. And that doesn't include the Flow Series wins or any other racing he's done this year. And uh, clearly that Anthony Burroughs-led team isn't going to slow down anytime soon. We keep waiting for them to kind of blink and do something, but they just keep winning. Uh, Tim McCready, Max Blair joined RTJ on the podium. It was a uh, much-needed good finish for McCready after he bowed out early at Lernerville. Max Blair continues to look better as well. He went 22nd to 3rd on Saturday, which was his 5th straight top uh, 10 result. Uh, that included a prelim win at Lernerville as well. Definitely starting to find some speed in that Boom Briggs owned a machine. Another win for Thornton means the points lead has been extended yet again, and it's now a 245-point gap back to Hudson O'Neill. And this Lucas Championship situation is what I really wanted to dive into today. When the series announced the playoff format back at PRI, there was a ton of negative reaction about the move, detractors comparing it to NASCAR and all the commentary that comes along with that. But honestly, uh, we're kind of basically at this halfway point in the year. The chase cutoff points aren't really mattering, and this thing won't really show its face until Eldora. The cut down to 16 was drama-free. Boom Briggs too far out to challenge Ross Robinson for that spot. And we're now two weeks away from the second cutoff down to 12. And again, this will be a non-story. Garrett Alberson holds the final locked-in spot, and the first guy out is Jimmy Owens. But the Newport Nightmare is off the tour, having missed the last two Lucas weekends. Later on, depending on how things could play out, you could have a little bit of a close fight for the eight-team cutoff uh, mark as Tyler Erb's only 20 points back right now of Dalton Wilson. Uh, But here's the real issue. Take this top 12 cutoff, for example. Garrett Alberson is the last guy in, but he's 370 points behind Wilson right now in eighth. So barring an epic run only seen maybe a few times in the history of dirt late model racing, there's no way Alberson is moving up even that far. He'd then need to somehow gain uh, another nearly 300 points to get all the way to fourth. This like Lucas championship playoff format chase situation, whatever you want to call it, you know, it's going to create drama later on. But right now, there's just none of that. And I think the same will be true of guys further up. I think the only real chance of any sort of drama right now is for that fourth and final spot. You've got Tim McCready in it. Devin Moran, Jonathan Davenport still within some sort of striking distance. But the rest of these cutoffs have basically been meaningless and will effectively continue to do so until Eldora. If you hated this idea initially to this point, you don't have to worry about it because it hasn't really mattered. The chase will create drama at Eldora to end the season with everything reset to zero for the final four drivers. That's going to create that winner take all night. 
But the rest of these uh, kind of chase cutoffs, this whole situation, you know, had really kind of been non-existent. And I don't know if they hoped that it would create more drama throughout the year for these cutoff deals, but it just hasn't done that. Nobody's really even talking about this. I think I'm probably the only one at this point that's been talking about this Lucas Championship chase and, and the cutoff points. Uh, Lucas heads to Deer Creek this coming weekend for the Gopher 50. Drop your uh, comments. Let me know what you think about this Lucas Championship chase situation. Sticking with the National Touring Land Model Series, after two more outlaw nights to close out their Midwest swing, Bobby Pierce has seized control of the championship uh, lead. His 14 race top 10 streak was broken on Friday night at River City. He's had an 11th place result, but he came roaring back on Saturday at 984 to score the victory. His outlaw win total has now been pushed to six, and his championship lead over Chris Madden now 52 points. Ryan Gustin has moved into third thanks to a win on Friday night at River Cities and a fourth at I-94. Gustin's career best season continues. It's uh, I think it's interesting. If this would have happened last year, he would have been right in the mix for this championship chase, but now he's a little further down the order trying to chase some of these other guys down. Uh, Nick Hoffman slid all the way back to fourth. That started with that 24th place finish at Red River Valley where he was out of the race on lap one. He ended up only 13th on Friday and was back in the top 10 Saturday with an eighth place finish. Hoffman will need to score, I think, some more wins if he's going to climb back towards the top now, especially if uh, Pierce stays hot like he's been. The Outlaws are off for a few days now. We'll see them back on July 14th at Ponderosa. On the flip side, the World of Outlaws Sprint Cars coming off a two-race weekend at Cedar Lake. Friday night, it was Brad Sweet who took the win. That was his seventh career victory just at that racetrack. He was able to hold off Logan Schuhart late in lap traffic. Broke a 12-race winless streak for Sweet, and it was his first win in over a month. As for Schuhart, uh, he was seventh on Saturday night as well. His season seems to be turning around a little bit. They were very up and down this season through the month of May, uh, but things seem to be stabilizing just in time for these big money shows coming up. I think that 1S will definitely be a car to watch come the Eldora Million. They kind of seem to be peaking. Uh, he did win at Eldora earlier this year. Saturday night, four starting David Gravel picked up his first career Cedar Lake victory, topping Spencer Baston and Jacob Allen. Jacob made moves late to charge to the podium after starting 13th. He had just cracked the top 10 by halfway, ended up third in that one. Baston uh, finished uh, you know, finished second on that uh, night. He ended up leading the most laps, uh, obviously settled for second at the end. He hadn't led laps in an outlaw show since Eldora way back in September of 2022, but he's now led laps in two of the past four races going back to Houston. Talked a few weeks ago about how disappointing the second season has been for the CJB5, but they have been better since River Cities. 11 top 10s in their past 12 races. Later this week, the series heads to 34 Raceway on Friday and Wilmot on Saturday. We are just nine days away from the Eldora Million. Sweet uh, currently has just a four-point lead over Gravel. Carson Macedo lost a little bit more ground. He's 54 points back. And when we're talking about the Outlaws, the Sprint Cars, Late Models, we talk about the All-Stars. If you're curious about what the points mean, like 54 points, divide that by two. That's how many positions Macedo needs to make up. So you figure about two points per position for a lot of these series. So right now, that difference between Sweet and Gravel, that four points, is only two spots. So very close there. Uh, in Pennsylvania Speed Week, uh, uh, Speed Week was hit really hard this weekend by the, the poor weather. The Friday show at Williams Grove was delayed. Uh, kudos to them for eventually getting it in. Both Saturday and Sunday, though, at Port Royal and Sealands Grove were rained out. Brent Marks was the $20,000 winner on Friday. He held off Anthony Macri for the duration. Chase Dietz uh, also joined them on the podium. Tonight's supposed to be the Speed Week finale back at Port Royal, but I'm not sure they're going to get this one either. Um, Macri has a 127-point lead in the championship standings. was probably uncatchable anyway. Uh, if you are going to head to Port Royal tonight, make sure you keep an eye on websites and social media for status updates. A lot of rain chances continue uh, for that part of the country. 
A bunch of other shows were lost to weather this weekend as well. Both USAC nights at Lincoln Park were pushed to Sunday and Monday, but then yesterday was rained out as well. They will try again tonight. The Sunday race at Fonda for the uh, Short Track Super Series, that was postponed to Wednesday, July 12th. Super Dirt Car Series race at Land of Legends, scheduled for today, has been pushed to Wednesday, July 19th. And we lost two of three Summer National shows. Uh, Clarksville was canceled outright, and they will try again tonight at Lake Cumberland. I do hope you watch that Friday night show at Paducah. I didn't hear nearly enough about this race uh, after what it turned into. Just absolutely pandemonium at the end. With just a few to go, we lost second running Tyler Clem, leader Ashen Winger, and both Moyers, uh, basically from the top six. That gave the lead to Drake Trauman, who then also later slowed. All of these were tire issues, by the way. That gave the lead to Jason Fager, who had a flat on lap three and then drove all the way back through the field for the win. Absolute insanity over the last couple of laps. You had Tr- Drake Trotman mad at Bob Gardner. There was all sorts of drama. Oh, uh, with just tonight's show left in week three, Ashton Winger is the championship leader. Looking at other weekend winners, big hat tip to Shane Stewart for bagging the Power I-410 win over the weekend at Lake Ozark. It was Shane's first race back in a sprint car as he prepares to run the million uh, in that Indy race parts machine. He topped Garrett Williamson and Gunnar Ramey in that one. Travis Ahrens was an IRA winner at Plymouth. Brenham Crouch is the series points leader. Shane Gullibick bagged the Sprint Car Challenge Tour win at Antioch, while Blake Hahn and Jake Buback were weekend ASCS winners. Jason Martin maintains the championship lead there over Matt Covington. With the Hunt, uh, Hunt the Front Series land models, Jimmy Owens was the Saturday winner at Sonoya. It was his first one of the season now that he's off the Lucas Trail. Will Harrington won the Sunday show at Duck River and took home an extra $5,000 for the midseason Hunt the Front Championship bonus. Austin Neely won Saturday with the Southern All-Stars at Bulls Gap, and Dave Hess Jr. bagged $4,500 at State Line. That's it for the show today. Make sure you stop by dirttracker.com slash watch tonight to see what your streaming options are today. It's actually a pretty busy day for being a Monday. I hope you guys have a good Monday out there. We'll see you right back here tomorrow. <laughs>